This is a series where we explore the lounge Lothario, the bon vivant, the playboy, the jet setter lifestyle, and all these interesting characters that I've read about for many, many years, who I think are some of the most fascinating men that have ever walked the planet. Sure, flawed, but fascinating indeed. These are not your boring suburban slobs, that's for sure. And I thought, let's start off with Errol Flynn, examine his life and a few takeaways that I think looks into the anatomy of the lounge Lothario. Let's start off with Errol Flynn, the romantic swashbuckler from the Hollywood movies, who was one of the most famous actors of the 1930s and 40s. His charm made him famous. His adventurous, anti-authoritarian personality brought about his downfall. He's probably one of the first famous Australians when you think about it. And much of his character is a little bit like how we see ourselves here in Australia. Flynn was born in Hobart, Tasmania, but his childhood is a little bit difficult. He was expelled from school for theft. He spent some time in Papua New Guinea, Sydney, Australia as well, before moving to London. But he was unable to settle into British society and he soon returned home. He tried going to school again at the Sydney Church of England Grammar School, which is a very expensive school, uh, even today. But he was expelled because he had sex with the school cleaner. After that, he worked as a clerk, but he soon lost that job for theft. By a pure case of luck, he appeared in a low-budget Australian movie called In the Wake of the Bounty. This was in 1933. He played the lead role as Christian Fletcher. However, it was obvious to everyone, and Flynn himself, that he was just a pretty ordinary actor. Now, interestingly, Warner Brothers actually spread a rumour that Flynn was descended from the real Christian, which is not true. Realising that he was a pretty ordinary actor, he decided to get back on a boat, travel to England, and train at the Northampton Repertory Company. Again, there was trouble, and he was kicked out after a fight with a female stage manager, which involved her falling down some stairs. Afterwards, he would go on to become a Hollywood star and people would actually forget all about these problems, including the woman falling down the stairs, and they'd even name the cinema after him. Somehow, and it was probably because of Flynn's irresistible charisma and ability to convince anyone of anything, he managed to score the lead role in Murderer at Monte Carlo and thus a contract with Warner Brothers. So Flynn left Europe and he headed off to America to take on the world, and that he did. Now in 1935, he starred in Captain Blood and the Seahawk, and after that, Flynn was regularly cast as a dashing adventurer and became typecast as the swashbuckler, well known for his fast-paced and well-choreographed sword fights. But most of all, he was known for his heavy drinking and his womanizing, and this often involved scandals which were damaging to his public image. But that said, he didn't really care too much about that. 
At the height of his fame, he bought a property on Mulholland Drive and built the Mulholland Farm, or as it was often called in private, the Playhouse. Errol Flynn hosted wild parties at this property which featured all kinds of debauchery that old Hollywood's private gatherings were known for. And there's a bit of a dark side to the old playhouse. It was set up to be a voyeur's dream house with two-way mirrors and allowing Flynn to spy on his female guests. And he set up microphones to overhear private conversations through the the, uh, entire house. Makes you wonder why there wasn't a a horror movie. (laughs) It's very odd behaviour. Now, in 1942, Flynn's lifestyle and past was starting to catch up with him as he suffered from an enlarged heart, and this is basically associated with the malaria that he contracted in New Guinea as a young man. Chronic back pain, for which he was constantly taking various legal and illegal drugs. He also suffered from lingering chronic tuberculosis and six separate STDs. Also around this time, his antics were growing tiring for the film companies uh, who were kind of over his anti-authoritarian nature and the constant legal battles, the bad press, which eventually led him to be released from his contracts, but he didn't seem to really care that much. Now, things got worse. In 43, he was accused of statutory rape uh, of two underage girls. Even though he was acquitted, his public image was severely damaged. Now, in the 1950s, Flynn met Stanley Kubrick to discuss acting in his upcoming film, an adaptation of the film of the book called Lolita. Ultimately, it didn't happen, because probably because Flynn already had a notably scandalous brush with a younger woman. Uh, interestingly, coming out of the court case, the expression, in like Flynn, became very popular. Most people would be horrified by this, but uh, Errol thought, this is pretty good. In fact, he actually wanted to name his autobiography, In Like Me. (laughs) Flynn continued his drinking and his womanising, ruining his health and what was left of his reputation. His last known work was a narrated short film about Fidel Castro. In the 1950s, he suffered from liver damage, hepatitis, with his body finally giving up in 1959, when he died of a heart attack. An autopsy performed on Flynn determined that his body and his overall health were more suited to a man in his 70s Doctors determined that the condition of his liver was so bad that if he hadn't had a heart attack, he would have had less than a year to live anyway. It's hard to believe that Errol Flynn was just 50 at the time that he died. And if you would like to learn more about Errol Flynn, his book, My Wicked Wicked Ways, is by far the best read. And there's been lots of documentaries about him, lots of biopics about him. I won't go into the entire list, but there's a lot out there, easy to find. I would suggest doing as I've done, which is reading and watching them all. I've been a fan of his work and his life for a very, very long time. I think he's one of the most fascinating men that have walked the planet. He possessed an ability to convince anyone of anything. The fact that he became a megastar after leading a very aimless life with very little talent (laughs) says that his charisma and his charm was on a high level, was off the charts. And if there's anything we know about lounge Lotharios is that they have amazing charm. Flynn was an adventurer. He loved sailing. He was willing to go into war zones like the Spanish Civil War and even went into Cuba at the heart of the resistance. He loved to spend money. He didn't care about money. He cared about it when it started to disappear, particularly as his ex-wife was constantly taking him to court. And I believe even when he was dead, was still trying to get money from his account. 
Despite all that, he was a lover of women with a charisma that meant that regardless of what he did, women flocked to him so much so that despite being in court for a rape charge with regards to an under, underage girl, uh, women were still chasing him. Even when he came back from the courthouse, he found women jumping out of his cupboards. To my way of thinking, Errol Flynn is a man who basically behaved as if he had won the lotto. And truth be told, it's a little bit like that. He loved every bit of his 50 years. He loved, he fought, he squandered, he indulged, he took it all in. And here's the other thing about Errol, he knew how to fight. He never shied away from a fight. Despite his good looks, he was never afraid to get into a bit of a scrap to defend his own or someone else's honour. Flynn makes the list because of his incredible love of life and wanting to experience it all at whatever cost, even if it's his reputation or his health. He has an unquenchable thirst for life, which is what all Lounge Lotharios possess, a devil-may-care attitude and one which doesn't take life seriously and certainly doesn't take work too seriously. Thanks for joining me for a look at the life of Errol Flynn, our first in our series on the anatomy of a lounge Lothario.